Welcome to the Raising Real Estate Standards Podcast with your hosts, Brian and Mark Mann. Welcome back to Raising Real Estate Standards. Uh, this is episode four. I'm Mark and I'm with Brian. Hey guys. How are you? Good, good. Fantastic. So um, I don't know if you saw this. I think it was in the Wall Street Journal that there are more agents in the market today than there are homes for sale. Have you seen that? I have. I have. And to kind of put solidification to that uh, from the Wall Street Journal's standpoint, uh, CNBC also uh, reported the same thing, but put a little bit uh, harder numbers to it. They said there are twice as many licensed real estate agents then there are homes for sale. That's a two-to-one ratio of agents to homes for sale. That's crazy. I mean, it's the most we've ever seen. I think we have the most uh, licensees uh, out there in the market than, than we've ever seen before. Absolutely. You can go association by association across the country, and everybody is seeing explosive or has seen explosive growth of their membership. Um, but coupling that with uh, um, the lowest inventory levels that we have seen, um, it's providing a unique market that uh, us as real estate agents are, are um, you know, navigating in today's world. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you, as a, as a manager in the business itself, what have you seen uh, that that has changed in the industry? First and foremost, more people coming to me saying, hey, Mark, I have this deal that's going on, and the person on the other side really is not following up and, and, and doing what they need to do to get the deal done. And thus, the transactions are harder because of the experience level across the board and the professionalism across the board has been reduced so much um, that uh, um, there's a there's a good number of real estate agents out there that are basically becoming order takers. You know, they, they're, they're there to put names and in, in fill in blanks on a contract and show up at a closing table and collect a check. Uh, and unfortunately, um, that's all too often in our market. You know, you know, in our office, that's not really the case because we're typically dealing with much more experienced uh, people that have been in the business for a lot longer, um, professional full-time agents. Um, but uh, I'm definitely having conversations with them and their frustration in dealing with those agents on the other side. Yeah, it seems like uh, it seems like we're starting to see a commoditization of it's a big word. Yeah. Of of the real estate injury. So 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 if you think about uh, a commodity like gasoline as a commodity, it doesn't matter really where you go to get it. It's going to be just about the same price depending on taxes and state you're in, this that and the other, but for the most part it's just about the same price. So I feel like that's what's happening in our industry is that we are seeing this commoditization of uh, of the real estate industry. Now, another thing that I've heard is so you, you you're familiar with the Pareto uh, principle, the eighty twenty rule, and that basically says you know eighty percent of the business is done by twenty uh, percent of the agents that are out there. Right. I've actually heard recently that it's actually gotten more than that. That you're thinking more along the lines of ninety percent of the business is done by ten percent of the agents. I actually heard a guy the other day say 93% of the business is done by 7% of the agents, which is unbelievable. Now, think about that concept 
and apply that to what we were just talking about with this being the most amount of licensees and agents in the business in history. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's, it's absolutely the case. Um, and it is, it, the numbers bear themselves out um, in, in reporting that we look at. And there's no question, it is 90% of the business is done by 10% of the agents. And, you know, it makes it difficult you know, and, and the, the question is, is it the chicken or the egg? You know, what, what's, what's happened first? Did, uh, you know, did 90% of the, did 10% of the agents start doing 90% of the business because, um, something that they did or, or was it the opposite? Did, uh, um, did people gravitate to those 10% because of the, you know, the lack of, of knowledge and, 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 and service level that they were getting from majority of the agents. Do they kind of gravitate? Do people gravitate towards professionalism? And I would argue, yes, they do. Your professional agents that work in, um, you know, doing things um, in an appropriate um, and business-like manner and have a are intentional about their business typically will garner more business. Yeah, absolutely. So, and and one thing that I want to kind of hit on today is, you know, when you have that, when you have that just gap between uh, the ones that are doing so well and the ones that are doing okay or not doing so well. I mean, you got to think if 90% of the business is done by 10% of the uh, uh, agents that are out there, and there's a bunch of people not doing as well as others. But what I want to, what I want to look at is what, what are the 10% doing? And, and it's almost like what I found is you got to have that value proposition, if you're just one of the ones that aren't part of that 10%, you're just going with the flow. You have not differentiated yourself at all from anybody else out there. So, which is one of the reasons why you've seen the rise of all this uh, uh, internet and electronic kind of aspect of, of doing the business. People, it's everybody doing the same thing. There's, there's nothing else that, that makes one person stand out from the other, except for the ones that are really, really, really doing a good job. One of the things with that is service. I feel like the service aspect of this business um, from that side of things has kind of gone down a little bit. Absolutely. And, you know, let's, let's kind of take a step back. When agents enter into the business, when, you see, when you've seen the rise of um, membership in NAR and licensed folks across the country, um, these folks entered into the business. They're all individuals. They didn't come in as a mass, but we look at them as, as numbers. Um, and when we're talking about, you know, 90, 10 and whatnot, they're looking as big numbers. But each one of these people enter in the business for a reason. You know, they came in to make a better life for themselves. They wanted either to get out of the uh, corporate arena. Maybe they were downsized due to COVID. Um, you know, whatever. There's a there's a litany of reasons why people entered into the real estate business. But they all had good intentions. And when someone, you know, coming into the business with good intentions and not having the um, the instruction and the mentorship. And the the right guidance along the way, you know, it's just a it's a it's an idea. You know, I, I want to come in and I want to get into this business because, let's just be honest, this business provides abundance, can provide abundance. You can make unlimited income in this business, which is a fantastic idea. But it's also one that is, you know, unless fostered and guided, um, the 
you know, the average agent is not going to be making, you know, money hand over fist. Um, it really is that person that's going to be guided and, and, and take this and, and, and take their service level. And they, and, you know, it's not just the, the, the commitment level from the people that are working with them. It's the, um, it's themselves. You know, we all do something in life where we, we have this great idea. I'm going to lose whatever pounds. I'm going to get fit. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, you know, whatever it is, this great idea that we had while we're sitting on our back porch drinking coffee. But yet when the rubber meets the road and there's commitment into it, we're not willing to put in the work and do what needs to be done to make it to see it through. Right. And I think that's where the differentiation comes from. It's like, how do I, it's easy. It's easy to do what everybody else does, right? Um, but how do I differentiate myself? And 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 I'm going to break it down a little bit more. I think, you know, um, I, I was reading a book. Um, I was actually listening to it. I listen to a lot of, of books on my phone when I'm in the car. But um, so this book's called Zero to Diamond, and it's about becoming that top-level, highest-producing real estate agent. And it talks about relationships. It says, you know, um, if you get into this with the transaction mindset in your head, you're going to be status quo. You're going to be, you're not going to differentiate yourself at all. Now, a lot of people say, well, I do my business based on relationships too. I get that 100%. But that is the key to this. If you focus your business on the relationships, if you focus on the relationships, the business comes from it. The business is a byproduct of that. And I think that's where we've kind of broken down is the service aspect to our clients and focusing on the relationships. Yeah, no question. And in, in that in that same notion, uh, you know, notion, you know, it's intentionality. You know, we all feel that we're personable and that we are you know, have a good relationship uh, with um, our f- friends, f- friends, family, and past clients. Um, but I'd argue that uh, just the idea of, of doing that is not enough. You have to have a system. You have to have be intentional about showing and providing that professional level of uh, service. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I'm going to hit on one other thing, and this is uh, this may rub some people the wrong way, but I'm going to ask this. Is it possible, and I guess the answer, anything's possible, but is it probable that someone getting into the business who doesn't have this business as a priority, um, this isn't their full-time gig, are they going to be able to differentiate themselves enough to make a difference? Possible, not probable. Yeah, I think you're exactly you're exactly right. There's that one in you know one in a hundred chance where that person where someone can get into this business and just be lights out and um, um, go from you know a part time gig to a full time gig. Um, we've seen it time and time again that that does not typically play out. It is that person that jumps in feet first into the deep end and you know says I've got nothing to do but swim and, and kick my and claw my way to the top. Yeah. And I'm talking more along the lines and I agree with that. You can definitely come in um, and, and, and kind of make it part-time with the intention to go full-time. I'm talking about the ones that are out there that are like, Hey, you know, I've got, I know, I know a bunch of people might as well go get my real estate license because, Hey, I'll probably do two deals this year. That's, yeah, that's, you know, and let's just be honest they probably will do two two deals this year, 
if you look at um, um, you know reporting, there's a lot of people that have done two deals, one deal in the last 12 months. I would argue that um, their clients did not get served very well. I would say for the most part, their clients got mediocre at best service during that during that process. They just don't know. I mean, because I mean, let's just be honest. Ignorance is is you know, and experience is something that is invaluable in this business. Yeah, I agree. Um, that I think what you just said right there encapsulates the data that we've seen that what's going on right now that, you know, again, going back to twice as many real estate agents in the business as there are uh, houses for sale. And then you've got 10% of the agents doing 90% of the business. Absolutely. Well, why don't we do this, Brian? Um, kind of throw you a curveball. Um, we're talking about service level and we're talking about what agents, you know, you know, being able to take your game and raising your standards to be that top echelon, uh, service provider and professional in our industry. You know, what are some of the things that, uh, um, agents can do, can look at themselves in the mirror and say, Hey, I need to do this better to enhance my game. What, you know, what, what are those enhanced service levels? The biggest thing that I've seen, the biggest thing that I've seen is, what most real estate agents do when they're working with someone or after they've worked with someone is I don't follow up. I don't, I don't, that, it's, it's gone. The transaction's over. I've gotten everything out of it that I was going to get out of it. And all of a sudden there's nothing else there. The serving the person, um, through, not, not only during the transaction, yeah. but after the transaction, staying in contact, being that point of, of contact for different things within the, 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 the home process. Just There's so many things that go on within the home outside of just the sale transaction that we facilitate that we can be kind of like that hub. So that's, I think that's the biggest thing that I see in this industry. We've got, I just see a lot of people out there transaction minded. And then once the once it's over, it's over. And 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 that's great. That's fantastic. But I think the difference between the 10% that are doing 90% of the business and the 90% doing 10% of the business is that basic piece. Absolutely. And you know, in the during the transaction, obviously it's super important because everybody's active, everybody's on point in the game. Um, yeah, there's, let's just be honest. There's still people not providing that service level during the transaction. So first and foremost, during the transaction, how do you raise your service level? Pick up the phone, answer it, return phone calls, return emails, and return text messages within an appropriate period of time. If you can do that, you have outpaced majority of the people in our industry. Period. It, it's so easy. Right. I mean, most people will be like, what's a phone? I, I don't, I use my phone for getting my email. Right. <laughs> I don't use the phone to communicate with people other than maybe texting. Right. Um, but yeah, it's so easy. And, and that's a way to differentiate yourself from everyone else. Just pick up the phone because nobody's doing it anymore. No, no. And I'd argue that um, transactions that go sideways, 50 to 75% of those would have been not or would have not gone sideways had the conversation been initiated with a phone call when a quasi-difficult situation came up and you explained it versus a 
a two-line text message. Yeah. Um, let's just be honest. So, but yeah, back to the, you know, the, so during the transaction, super important, stay communicative, pick up the phone, um, communicate with your agents, communicate with your clients, um, and, and and that's going to protrude into a good transaction. But after the transaction, as you said, it doesn't end there. You know, real estate agents, we are kind of the hub of this massive ecosystem and this massive economic engine that drives the country. Let's just be honest. We, you know, we touch close to 13 to 15 different industries within, you know, our normal everyday lives. Um, and so, uh, you know, I was having a conversation with an old past client and uh, he goes, Mark, I know we haven't bought a house in 10 years, but we, we seem to talk about every quarter, every, you know, but it's usually when I need something, I said, that's what I'm here for. You know, I'm here to help you when you need something. And I want to make sure that you know that, and I'm intentional with them, with with my past clients, to let them know that. And so putting those things in a place to where they are contacting you back when they have issues, whether it just be, hey, I need an HVAC guy, I need a contractor, and let's just be honest, you know, the contractor that I would have recommended three months ago is not the contractor I'm recommending today. So it's, it's, you know, it's an evolving thing, and having that knowledge base is important. Yeah, and that's how you create advocates out of your uh, relationships. And let's go back to a stat that we throw out uh, from time to time with, uh, with different people. So um, average person knows 200 people. Um, out of the 200 people, what is it? Um, how many people are going to buy know, or sell? They know five people that are, gonna, that are actively going to buy or sell within the next 12 months. Yeah, so, so, so when you start serving others at a higher capacity, they're going to be more apt to refer you to the people that they come in contact with when they're looking to buy or sell any property. Um, And that's the difference. That really right there in a nutshell is the difference between that 10% and the 90% because the 10% focuses on, can I help you buy or sell a house? The 90% or the 10% focuses on, do you know anybody that's looking to buy or sell any houses? And can you refer them to me? That is the difference because those five people for every person that you know that's going to buy or sell is a lot more than the one thing you're going to do maybe once every five years. Yeah, and I'd argue to, you know, on that same note, I'd argue this, that uh, it's not just that they're intentionally um, touching their sphere and their, their 200 people that they know, Um after they speak to those folks and have that conversation, the feeling that their clients and their sphere gets is not that of the sleazy salesperson. Mm-hmm. It is not that of, oh, he just asked me for business. No, it was, you know, it was this guy called because he cares. This, this, this gal called because she cares and she wanted to know how, how Jane was doing in uh, uh, soccer this year and, and, and how, how grandma fared with her surgery. And it's it's more about the person, and you're intentional about this, but you do it in a way, and you know, let's just be honest, that you care, that you actually like the person that you're talking to. I know it's an odd thing in this anti-people world that we live in, but you know, you actually care about the person on the other side, and thus they feel that, and they care about you, and they want to see you succeed, and you have dropped things to them, whether it be a simple. You know, oh, by the way, I'm never too busy for your referrals, to quote Brian Buffini, uh, but or whatever it may be, 
that it's not a sleazy type of um, uh, situation. Yeah, absolutely. So at the end of the day, I think, you know, we were talking about how do you stand out? How do you differentiate yourself? And I think kind of what we're talking about here is, is to focus on the quality of service you provide your current clients and then your relationships. And that's the, the, your clients before and your clients that are after the, the, the home buying or selling process. Yep, absolutely. And we all know the return on investment in the, the past client and sphere influence marketing um, and the, the caring business, let's just call it that, we're in the caring business. Um, you do that and you do that well, you do that at a high, high level, the return on investment is not anything that any other lead source can touch, period. I agree. I agree. Well, I think that's it for today. Uh, you got anything else to add? No, uh, guys, we, you know, again, our goal is to, to see you guys raise your, uh, raise your standards and, uh, increase your business level. And, uh, um, if, uh, if, if any of this resonated and you're wondering how to get started, feel free to reach out to Brian or myself. Be happy to, you know, give you some ideas to help you with your client care, um, uh, systems and to make it not seem so hokey and, and, and seem authentic. Yeah. And comment and, um, you know, comment back to us, let us know if there's some things you want to talk about on here. Cause we'd love to, uh, answer any questions you may have. Brian, it's been a good good uh, afternoon. Absolutely. And uh, look forward to seeing you next episode. Yep, absolutely. You, you guys take care. You've just listened to another episode of the Raising Real Estate Standards podcast. If you've benefited from what you've heard, please subscribe. We would really appreciate it if you rated, reviewed, and shared this episode. You can contact us at RaisingRealEstateStandards.com, email us at info at RaisingRealEstateStandards.com, And you can find us on your favorite social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all under the heading of Raising Real Estate Standards.